Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With my arms and my I don't care. This is empirically, unavoidably the best era of music of all time. And I will fight you if you disagree. I mean, Journey's pretty great. We keep going to the Journey well for the... Uh, Journey's solid. For the bumper music, but it never gets old. No. But old Journey... Eh, Journey got a little hokey there at the end with Randy Jackson <laughs> playing bass and stuff. But, you know, what are you going to do? Where the hell did Andrew go? Did he quit? I don't know. He's trying to fix this computer screen. Uh, I'd rather have him... Well, his soda is still in there, so he can't you know be he'll that's be far away. Yeah, yeah. No, spirit is there. You know he'll be back. <laughs> I gotta leave that Here behind. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's as close to running as he ever gets. <laughs> Watch, I bet he's out of breath. Oh my gosh! Don't be. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. He's stressed. We were piling a bunch of stuff on. Like, I feel bad for Andrew sometimes because when the show is starting, if one thing's out of place, it's like, hey, Andrew. And today it was a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of hey, Andrews going on. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Can you put those headphones on? I'm trying to stress you out, but I do need this. They're all tangled up. Yeah, I noticed that. (laughs) Isn't it always when you need to put them on quickly, it's like a little elf came in and put knots in your headphone cables. Almost got it. <laughs> Behold, is, you know, it's only KMOX. Well, he can't hear us, so. We'll, I can hear you. We'll wait um, for you. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like he's got like a bunch of the skinny little necklaces and you're trying to undo them. How they get in like a little yeah. jewelry box. Um, okay, got it. During the two minutes before we went to air, uh, I witnessed Wheeler <laughs> get madder about Justin Thoreau that I have oh. been in 10 years. Rach, you've known me 10 years. Yeah. I haven't been that mad in 10 years. He was beside himself. Well, he was just collateral damage because he was in a show that I hated. Okay, let me let me give you my best. Here's how it went. So evidently, uh, Ethan changed the channel and he was watching The Spy Who Dumped Me, starring <laughs> Justin Thoreau. <laughs> Sorry to out Ethan like that, but I guess Claiborne wasn't interesting enough. <laughs> and so <laughs> Andrew comes in and he's like, oh, well, we all have a crush on Justin Thoreau, Ethan, but you cannot watch television while you're producing a show. And Wheeler's like, who's Justin Thoreau? And he's like, oh, is he that guy from The Leftovers? And then the F-bombs <laughs> they were started raining down. And just the intensity. Yeah. The intensity. He was yelling. Yeah. He was actually you know yelling. 
It's like I'm, it's like I'm like the weather. It's a microburst. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then speaking of the weather, Dave Murray's doing the weather. And he's talking about it's going to be 82, and it's going to go down to 45. I'm like, man, I'm so excited about this. I can't wait for this weather to change. And Wheeler goes, yeah, as long as it just keeps the grass from growing. Yep. Yep. I'm like, man, aren't you a little ray of sunshine, yep. you little bucket filler? Yep. <laughs> it's the only thing good about the cold is the grass stops growing. Man, oh, man. I don't have to cut it anymore. Who's feeding your Cheerios? <laughs> Nobody. That's actually a happy thing when the grass stops growing. I don't have to pay anybody to do the grass you. anymore. <laughs> Claims. We were talking, you know, he's moved a little slow. He had his hip surgery, and he's like, where's Wheeler? I'm like, uh, he's behind me. I said, you'll hear him before you see me. He's like, oh, I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> if you hear somebody screaming Justin Thoreau angrily, uh, you'll know it's Kevin. Look, I have a point about The Leftovers, okay? Yeah, it's a good show. Oh. Everybody liked it, oh. but you. <laughs> like three seasons of nothing happening. And Why like, would you watch three seasons of I don't know. <laughs> you know we, I, first of all, it was one of those things where you it's get... It's like s- dating a girl for 10 years I know, and waiting I know. to have sex. Like it one was, of these days. It was a mistake, but it was a, a similar a similar motivation. Like, I got to see what's going to happen. <laughs> and after three seasons, I'm like, nothing's happening. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and I place the blame squarely on upon Justin one man's Thoreau. shoulders. <laughs> well, no, no, again, he's collateral damage. Uh, but everybody in that show is dead to me because I hate that show. Liv Tyler is dead to you? She's in that, right, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was a little bit. So tomorrow evening I'm hosting the uh, uh, Folds of Honor Gala. So if you happen to be going there, say hi to me. Uh, so tonight I'm just chilling out. And to show you how much I'm chilling out, I just sent myself a reminder. Swear to God, I can show it to you. At 5.15, trim your ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Friday night. I hate to just flaunt my sexuality in front of everyone. but yeah. I don't know when that started, but every once in a while you're like, where did that come from? Oh, yeah. No, that's God's little tricky plays on you. My big one is, so I'm bald, and uh, like once or twice a year, I'll wake up, and I'll go in the bathroom, and I'm brushing my teeth, and there'll be like a four-inch hair coming out of the middle of my forehead like a horn. And I'm like, really? Really? So this is the way we're going to play it? Okay. All right. (laughs) He's like, hey, if you cut that in half, you can have bangs. Same experience, except it's the ear. It's like a finger pointing out. And you're like, have I been going to work like that for days or did that just sprout up today? Hey, Ethan, were you really watching a movie while you were doing Claiborne Show? Ethan, were you really watching? Uh, oh, look, there's movies on now. <laughs> what did he say? How'd you know? <laughs> well, it's hey, on the screen. Andrew outed you. <laughs> now we're just watching yeah, movies. Looks, yeah, there's a car chase. It's hard not to watch. Yeah, I, that was my worry because if you remember when we first moved over here to KMOX, it was so hard to look at Dave and not look at let's make a deal. What which do you is mean always- used to be? <laughs> <laughs> Amy Marks, of course, hasn't looked me in the eye for a year. She's too busy looked- with Jerry O'Connell over your shoulder. Yeah. It's always let's make a deal, and they're always wearing funny costumes, and they're dancing around and bright colors, and it's super distracting. And I'm like, it's going to be ten times worse with an actual movie. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're really bad because this screen is the real screen. It shows <laughs> yes. when the ads run and yeah. how much time like how long you the have. Breaks are, now yeah. we just have Justin Thoreau chasing someone in a... I think I can fix it. Who says I want to do to fix it? I mean, we don't have to fix yeah, it. Yeah, I don't care about it. Oh, the guy driving got shot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Jeez. just at the row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was not him. Uh, can I tell you guys something cool that happened? Yeah. Yes. 
So only like 10 people will understand this or care about it. But uh, about 10 years ago, Nick introduced me to my first ever podcast called Knife Point Horror. And the guy that does it is named uh, uh, Soren Narnia, pseudonym. And he's just the best. And he's like, to me, a modern day Edgar Allan Poe. And I had him on the show a few times. We've become friends, like not like, you know. I'm not going to text him tonight or anything, but I sent him my story. Let him know how the ear trimming went. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, you know what? It went well. <laughs> I sent him my story that I recorded that we'll play on Halloween, and uh, he was kind enough to listen to it, and then he sent me a comment, and he was like, uh, it's kind of about zombies. He's like, oh, my God, uh, a corpse chewing through the thread that holds their lips together. Good God, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I freaked out Soren Narnia. That, yeah. And so Nick's an even bigger fan. I sent it to him, and he's freaking out. So that was really cool. Very cool. Very cool. Super cool. Just the fact that he listened to it. Mm-hmm. He's yes. really nice. It's a good next, response. His next podcast is like, here's a great I told idea. Him, no, I, told him, I told him, I'm like, dude, nothing would make me happier than to hear this. And he's like, oh, you'll hear it. I'm going to rip it off. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, I've been having this dream. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? What else? Yeah, yesterday's show was weird. I never go back ever in 24 years. I never go back and listen to shows. I just don't. Um, and, but I got home last night and realized how weird yesterday's show was. Like, I am a unique talk show host. There's just no doubting that. And you may hate me for it, but this show's unlike any other show. And we spend some time talking about existential things and science and simulation theory and all this. And that's all we did yesterday. I mean, for like four hours, it was just like a bunch of stone teenagers when their mom and dad are in Vegas or something. And I just, I don't know. I felt bad about it last night. Oh, don't feel bad. Yeah, it was fun. I liked yesterday's show. It was a good time. We did a lot of... We didn't it felt just, very self-indulgent. We didn't just... We did like two segments of the uh, 16 that we do a day. I don't know if there were some callbacks. Segments. Yeah. <laughs> but still... It was maybe an hour of that stuff, but... Listen, it's either that or talk about the same old damn nonsense yeah, that's, that's happening every day. Yeah. It's either the speaker this or, you know, some kind of military conflict or... What's what? the other? Oh, another shooting. Blech. Plus, it's spooky season. Yeah. You should be able true. to get a little Good existential point. if you want to. Uh, Rach had a, a thing she wanted to do about getting spanked. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, have you ever been spanked? No. Um, I saw a. <laughs> there article- go the phones. <laughs> By the way, will you turn the phones on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ethan couldn't be bothered while he was watching the spy who dumped me. Poor Ethan. Just in case a listener might want to talk to Mike Claiborne. Uh, I saw an article. I guess there's a teacher who's like playfully giving uh, birthday spankings at their school. <laughs> like an up. older teacher. And to like middle school kids, if they want the birthday spankings, she'll give them the birthday spankings. And I hadn't thought about birthday spankings since I was uh, in about first grade. And I swear, if anyone who I went to first grade with at Mississippi Valley is listening, text me, send me an answer, or call us. I swear they were allowed to spank us. They just didn't. Like this would have been the mid to late 90s. You mean like? Like with a paddle. Like, it was a threat. For your birthday? No, 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 no. Just, like, in general. <laughs> say, you Christians are weird, I, I thought. I think that there was still the threat of, like, <laughs> if you're, it, if you're really bad, we one. might spank you with the paddle. I could be making this up. 
But yeah. I think that was a little bit of a legitimate threat. Yeah. But it, it was definitely a thing like on your birthday, you'll get birthday spankings as like a playful thing. And nothing terrified me more. Now, luckily, I had a summer birthday, so I didn't mm. have to worry about it. But when I first heard about the concept of getting Did other kids get it like from the teacher, I don't remember. Hmm. I just remember I repressed it. Yeah, yeah it I sounds just, like repressed. I just remember being told you'll be spanked on your birthday for as many years as you've been alive, and nothing has freaked me out more. Wow. When, and I know it's supposed to be like a fun thing, like a fun little spank, but it just—it was like, why do you want to get a spanking on your birthday? Is that the one to grow on? Like, if you were ten, you got ten, and then one to grow on. Does that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Resonate with anybody? Mm-hmm. It does actually. Yeah, I remember that. We, uh, I mean, p- paddlings were an everyday thing, in especially grade school, in junior high as well. It's not a little bit in high school. In high school, it's getting pretty weird because now you're you're paddling people who are bigger than you. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was an, and it wasn't like an idle threat, man. It would just reverberate through the hallways. Okay, so here we go. It's actually an elementary school teacher. She's under fire after being filmed giving a student a birthday spanking on his birthday. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I do know. You can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you ever could do it and it was okay, it's no longer okay. Don't touch my kid's butt. She has a paddle, and the little boy uh, looks like he's smiling, like it's like a fun thing. But yeah, still, mm. probably just shouldn't be given spankings in 2023 at school. Yeah, a little self-awareness. <laughs> well, our situational awareness, at least. It is 2023, right? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the show, can we replay Rachel telling that story? Just <laughs> yes, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Reigniting the paddle. Debate. I didn't just, mean to just bring over down and over the ins- again. We were having so much fun, and then it was like, tell the birthday spanking story, and now it's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. I made it weird. <laughs> hey, it's twenty twenty. She's watching. Listen, the, let's be fair. She's watching the video. And she's like, okay, it's a small child, and they have a paddle. Yes, they have a paddle. They're going in. It's like okay. <laughs> 121 DGS. Oh man, we have the giggles. That was funny. We're, we're usually pretty professional while someone does it live, but Wheeler got blamed for that, but it was me <laughs> because Rach just did 18 minutes on child spanking. Oh, stop. No, I did not child spanking. Birthday she, spanking. She, yeah, she birthday. Goes, she goes into her life and she's like, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is Halloween with all these apples, although I call them yapples. And I'm like, is this not even the same what person? I said. That's not what I said. I did say my goodness. I will give you that. Gosh. Anybody else get pelted with yeah. yapples for their birthday? <laughs> the two sides of Rachel Zimmerman. <laughs> so they just take their hand and they spank their little bottoms and they candy apples. It's Halloween season. Who likes pecans on theirs? I do. Oh, man. Uh, she's like the magic school bus lady or whoever that Mrs. was. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Every time one of us thought we had composure, oh, yeah. the other one would oh, yeah. giggle. And then <laughs> it was, was like over. I was trying to power through and I just couldn't. It's uh. hard. It's it's impossible in that setting. That's why I ran out of the room to try to yeah, cut yeah. it off. I ran out so right fast out I left my shoes behind. Uh, Sue's going to take the spanking thing up a notch for us. Hello, Sue. Yeah, here you go with a good one. We <laughs> we always got our birthday spanking, all five of us. And one to grow on. And then this tradition came from my dad's family we got put under the bed now it wasn't like 
you didn't. They didn't have to force us. Like all every all the brothers and sisters were pushing and shoving, and you were laughing, and you were trying not to get under there. And and mom and dad's bed was real high. It was four posters, and it was real high, so it was easy to get under. And and so that was always a big deal. Wow. Get your spanking, then run down the hall and get put under the bed. I've, <laughs> I've never heard that. Sue, how long did you have to stay under the bed? Oh, just just hey, a couple days. somebody. You got out the other side or something. It wasn't. Until <laughs> the police got yeah. there. They never figured that one out. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. That's funny. Uh, you know what? Let's open the phones. If anyone out there has a weird family tradition like that, it doesn't have to be birthday spankings, but anything like Sue being shoved under the bed, 314-436-7900-895-1120. Like, I get it. I mean, I, I come from the family that called going number two, going grunt. So, like, mm-hmm. I get things like, oh, Everyone, uncle had a Snickers in his pocket, right? I mean, like, we've all got <laughs> weird family things like that. My, my parents had a waterbed when I was, like, really oh, little. Here we go. And I was forbidden from going near it, I think, because they knew me, and they figured I would probably destroy it. So I thought waterbeds Andrew's going were... to pierce the waterbed, and <laughs> it's going to drain. So I thought those were, like, I thought they were, like, forbidden fruit until I was, like... You know, in my like late twenties, I was like, "Well, you can't actually go near <laughs> can't a go water. near a water. Bed. Can't go near a water bed. That's like a kind of a big Are thing." Are still the thing? They exist. There used to be whole water bed stores. They had like a like a resurgence in the mid like twenty tens, I think, where yeah. they were starting to get cool again. But then I think people pretty quickly realized Aren't they kind of impractical. Like, don't you just like bit. roll toward the middle and end up both of you sunk in the middle? I, I had one, um, and it was one without baffles because I couldn't afford the baffles. <laughs> so it was just uh, literally a king-size water balloon. <laughs> and, and like, so many things in my life, like when I got the ferret, like, I did it <laughs> to look cool, and then, then you realize, like, oh, that's not helping, is it? So hmm. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Get out of the bed. I'm picturing like a dog on the bed and you flop onto it and the dog is oh, for dog's like, yeah. Hey! Now, yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, do you guys know about the silent room? I was telling Rach about this when we took our little walk. You know about it, don't you? Uh, there's this room that is uh, the, the quietest place on earth. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's yeah, got yeah. all these baffles and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, there's some good kind of thing where it's like, we'll give you a million dollars if you can stay in it for an hour. And the most anyone's ever stayed is like seven minutes. And you can hear the, the blood going through your veins because it's mm. absolutely completely quiet. Sounds kind of fun. <laughs> You'd go. Might fall asleep. Nuts. You have to stay awake. You couldn't fall asleep. Oh my god, I could fall asleep anywhere. The the hearing the blood go through your veins. I mean, I fall asleep with a jet engine just outside the window next to me. I think I could fall asleep hearing my blood. Where's the jet engine? On a plane. Oh, <laughs> your house. <laughs> <laughs> has a weird house. Yeah, what the hell are you? I thought you were talking about your wife. I was oh, like, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not very flattering. <laughs> no, I got a damn jet engine next to me. <laughs> Well, people are calling. <laughs> We're just going to sit here and wait. Tell us about your weird traditions. You guys have any? I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the Wheeler family tradition is everybody's really yelling loudly at everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. That's our tradition. About it. Was it... Uh, <laughs> Were you yellers like I'm sorry to stereotype Italians, but like in movies where it's like you 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 scream it out and then you're good. It's all of it. Mm. <laughs> just normal conversation because like, my dad's one of ten brothers and sisters, so they are just really loud. And you get them all together with all of their kids, and 
everybody's shouting across the room. And then, of course, you have the fights, which is like what you're talking about. Yes, it's all of that. Were people calling to tell us stories or complain? Complain, but not about us. Oh, good. Oh, oh what there are you go. What are they, they complaining about? Uh, I guess they on T on somebody on TIAM described the main shooting suspect as a soldier, and she was calling to correct that. Oh, not yeah. a trained soldier. He worked in the motor pool. Mm. Okay. Yep. What do you think? Do you think that guy's gone? I don't know. They're, they're dragging that lake. Say, I know they're searching where his car is, right? Yeah. Under the it's under is it a lake or some sort of some a body, body of water? water yeah. yeah, I guess they're close enough to Canada. They're also really watching and and surrounded by woods. I guess he's an outdoors guy. I'll tell you this much: um, I'm beginning to think that the media is not just complicit in all of our troubles, but is the primary problem. Because if we didn't pay so much attention to the douchebag politicians, they would settle down. And I don't think people uh, go shoot and kill 18 people so that they can be on television. But it certainly doesn't help anything when we do 48 hours nonstop, wall-to-wall, back-to-back. Let's find out every single thing about this person. Um, I really am beginning to feel like my business is one of the dirtiest businesses there is right now. And we, we just have to do better. 133 DGS, happy Friday. Gorgeous out there. Going to be fun. It's uh, in the 80s now. It's going to be down into the 40s by the time we wake up. And then uh, the weekend's kind of kind of gloomy and rainy. And then next week is sunny and really, really cold. Why am I? I'm doing like a whole forecast here. I, I kind of got over my skis on that. Uh, people calling in telling us their weird family traditions. Brad's really made me giggle. Uh, let's talk to John first, though, uh, from Warrington. Hey, John, go right ahead. Yeah, hey Dave, I get it. Thank you, man. Uh, I'm uh, married into this family. I got uh, married for 45 years uh, to the oldest. And uh, when I first started coming out there, they're half Italian, so they're they're a little goofy right off the bat. <laughs> and so when it was somebody's birthday, they'd blow out the candles. And then whosever birthday it was, they'd put the knife in. And then everyone would scream, don't take the knife out, because if you take the knife out, your wish won't come true. <laughs> So they kill. Oh yeah, it's an old Italian. It's an old Italian uh, tradition. Blada blada blada. And this was filtered down through, you know. I got kids, grandkids, great grandkids. Every time there's a birthday, don't take the knife. And everybody would scream it. And I finally asked my mother-in-law. She passed away about a year ago. I finally asked him. You used to do this when you were a kid. He said, don't tell him, but I made that up. <laughs> That's that great. I didn't want, because I knew whatever little kid had the knife, they were going to pull it out right away and end up stabbing somebody. Oh, my like, gosh. That <laughs> is so good. I love that. Thank you, John. That's cool. Pretty smart. <clears throat> Do you guys know the birthday rap? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the McDonald's, uh, like when our kids were little, we would do birthdays together. And, you know, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. And and for us, it was like cha-cha-cha. That was the big thing you did. Uh, and they had a whole – Trish has one, too. Her family has one, too. I forget what it is. But they have, like, the birthday rap. And they do, like, a birthday rap. And they were shocked that we didn't do it. And these families are weird. Yeah, we did cha-cha. Uh, well, I did cha-cha-cha at school and stuff. My family didn't do Where they spanked the kids? Yeah. <laughs> Where the kids were getting spanked. I don't remember Trish's. Trish something has a million about, of those things. Yeah, something about smelling like a zoo or something like that. Yeah, act like a monkey oh, and smell yeah, like we one, too. One. Yeah, we did yeah. that. We had that one. Uh, Brad from Collinsville. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show. 
Yeah. Uh, I wanted to tell you about my experiences growing up uh, in the 60s. Uh, we mostly did this when we visited relatives in Arkansas, but my dad, uh, there's four boys, and uh, so he uh, would let us ride on the tailgate of the station wagon when we were kids. And mostly in the country, but occasionally on the highway. And I remember laying down on the tailgate and taking a soda can and dragging it on the highway to watch the sparks fly. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) We grew up in the greatest time. Oh, man. That's so good. Thank you, Brad. Um, People my age, probably from all over, but definitely from South Roxana, will remember this. And in 2023, it's going to sound like a lie, but I, I swear to God, it's not. When it would snow, and especially, like, on day two or three when the roads are, like, packed ice, you know, uh, the dads would uh, hook up sleds to their trucks or cars, and they would pull us, and that was, like, you know, enough of a no-no, but the game was they would slam on their brakes and try to make you go under their car. Okay. And that was the game. You had to like be wary enough to put your legs up and hit the bumper, and then everyone would laugh and, oh, what a good time we're having on Christmas. <laughs> Can you imagine in 2023 if someone did that? Like if some kid went under the car and it's like, well, you know, you should have been quicker. Yeah, it's really the kid's fault. <laughs> yeah, why wasn't he paying attention? And the uh, the mosquito fogger is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Who knows the brain damage I have from that? When we would all ride our bikes behind the mosquito fogger and the game, the rules of the game were because there's a big, probably the size of about a van sized uh, plume of the, the DDT or whatever it is coming out. You had to be in the fog. You couldn't be in the mist. And whoever didn't pass out basically uh, last one. And you would just, I remember like you would be super high. Uh, and then you would find yourself in a ditch giggling and you realize you didn't win the game. Uh, that we would do that every time mosquito fucker came by and the parents would be on those lawn chairs, the kind with like the, uh, the plastic weave yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, and, yeah. and smoking and drinking the three piece staffs. one or the two piece one. Uh, we had both yeah. not to brag. Uh, and they would just watch us do this. They would just, they thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> There's got to be someone out there who did the mosquito fogger thing. <laughs> but that had to have done damage, right? Oh, yeah. You would think. Yeah. I mean, maybe. you can't just suck that in three times a week. Faint, fainting's not great for you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem too awesome. Uh, they still have mosquito foggers? I've never seen one. You've never seen one? Yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't think I have either. Mm-mm. Oh, man. I mean, we have a lot of mosquitoes, so I wish we well, had you one. You know, that's the thing, too. It, it didn't seem to work. Because right. we were constantly getting bit by mosquitoes. Mm. Every night was tick check. I know we've done yeah. this one before. Did you have tick check? Not. It wasn't an every night thing, but if I was out playing in the woods or something. Did it freak you or were you like a tough girl? Um, I had ticks a couple times. I had one on the back of my ear yeah. when I was little. And I remember um, discovering it at school. And then they told my mom about it. And when we got home, my mom lit a match and then yep. blew it out and held it onto the tick. Everyone had their, yeah. The, the urban legend, legend was if you just pulled it out and the head would stay in and then it would get... Yeah. yeah like, it was like it would never leave your body. Grow a new tick or something like that. <laughs> uh, John on line one. Hello, John. Hey, Dave. How we doing? Good, buddy. 
Uh, I just sat down and listened to the radio, and the first thing he said was, there's got to be somebody else out there that ran into a mosquito fogger. <laughs> well, you're talking to him. Me and a bunch of friends. Wood River, Wood River Illinois. There, there you, you go. go. Home of the Oilers. <laughs> Love it. Oh, well, no, no. Roxanna, 73. I grew up right across the street from the high school in Wood oh, River. Very, very cool. Very so, nice. Anyway, we had we had mosquito foggers in Wood River, too, and we uh, ran behind them often, and I've, I've often thought, just as you said, uh, what the heck is wrong with me after that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I graduated from Roxanne in 82, and I remember being out there on the football practice field, and it's 8 in the morning, and it's 100 degrees, and shell oil is pumping out the benzene, and I remember thinking, you're never going to be six foot tall, and you're going to lose all your hair. And both those <laughs> things came true. Like, you just, there is no way you're going to be healthy. Well, I did the same thing, but not, I, did, I only played for a couple of years. But I'm I'm six one. I still got all my hair, so maybe it's just I didn't stay on the football team long enough. Good man. <laughs> Remember Coach Rach? Oh yeah, new new Coach Rach. Uh, well, he used to come to my mom and dad's uh, grocery store and, and talk to my dad after games. Oh wow, what grocery store? Bailey's Market, Wood River. Oh yeah, that's so cool, man. That's yeah. really neat. Yeah, yeah, that was us. And grew up, and uh, my brothers and sisters, we all graduated from Roxana. That is very cool. Thank you, man. Good to talk to you. <clears throat> fellow fog runner. Yeah, fellow oh, shell. Yeah. Uh, Robert from uh, online, too. Hey, Robert. Hey. Yeah, did the mosquito fogger thing as a kid over in Cahokia. Now I live out here in Pacific, and uh, use, Pacific uses a mosquito fogger every morning about 5 o'clock all summer long. Look at that. Interesting. See? It's all over the place. You guys are the weirdos for not doing it. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. I was glad he called in because the original uh, the original evidence that the mosquito foggers were widespread was South Roxana and, and Roxana, right. Roxana <laughs> Wood River. <laughs> I get like, that. Okay, well. We got one from Tall Cotton here. Dave's got one from Brentwood. Hey, Dave. Oh, hi. Hey. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I did the same thing. I'm pretty soon going to be 72 here, and I did that, I bet, three or four times a week. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do a game or anything. We just kind of followed them. But I can remember being involved, in, you know, in that smoke or that fog. Yeah, you could, like you'd get, you'd get like you'd be tripping, wouldn't you? Oh, exactly. I'd be tripping, and half the time I wind into the other people riding the bike. Uh, that's awesome. That is how bored we were in the seventies and eighties yeah. as kids. We're like, let's just go chase the truck with smoke. <laughs> I remember the uh, the the ding ding man hated us, and uh, I asked him for dry ice one time, and he threw it at me, and I caught it, and it burned my hands. Eey. Yeah, again. What, why did you want the dry ice? Because uh, I wanted. I think I wanted to set up like a haunted house, and I'd heard oh, the, see the smoke. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. the fog. Nice. Yeah, it's not really smoke, <laughs> is it? That's back in the days when a grown man could throw dry ice at a kid and. Zero repercussions. <laughs> so, it's like, well, you asked him for the dry ice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, he asked for it. What do you think's going to happen? <laughs> Stupid kid. Yeah, no. man. Just like the world was our oyster. Just <laughs> we do this too much. But like during the summers, you just leave in the morning and, you know, maybe come home for lunch, maybe not. You know, dinner, of course, and then the street lights, just the, the classic street. I don't know what we would have done. Maybe stayed out all night if you didn't have street lights. Everyone was like when the street lights <laughs> came on. And I still maintain this is why I went to college on a track scholarship because Eddie O'Neill's house was about 200 yards from my house. And he had to go straight diagonally, kitty corner, through the neighborhood. 
and I would always push it. And so when the streetlights would come on, five minutes later, my mom and dad would come outside and they'd yell, Dave, come home. And I'd be like, okay, please just watch me as I'm running home because I was afraid of the butt demon, of course. And, <laughs> and they would, I would just watch them turn that corner back into the house and I would find another gear and I would just motor. <laughs> and we had the clothesline poles, the metal clothesline poles, like crosses. And the one time there was a big web, and I, I always called them banana spiders. They were really big and sort of long. Their legs went straight up and straight down, and they were black and yellow. And one of those hit me in the face. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. Mean streets, man. That was that was the tradition. Every night was like everybody waiting for their mom to call them. Yeah. Like every mom would come to the front door and be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you were last, you're like, yes. <laughs> Winner. King, king of the neighborhood. Winner. And I remember fighting bath time so much. Like, I was just as dirty as you could be. You know, like you'd spent all day in creeks and mud and behind mosquito foggers. And you probably, you know, were bleeding and bruised and ticks. And I would just fight a bath. Like, I would have been okay with just getting in bed and going to sleep. <laughs> It's weird. I mean, I know I was a kid, but it still weirds me out. But then you get in the bath, and the bath was like another world. <clears throat> another world. You had your Hot Wheels. They'd go around the track, and then they couldn't get me out of the bath. Yeah, once you're in, you're in. Yeah. I just remember loving the bath cup, like the big plastic cup. That they'd use to wash your hair? Yeah, but I would just, like, fill that up with, like, as hot of water as possible. And, like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I would pretend that it was tea. I don't know. I, I was a loser, okay? I don't have good stories like the mosquito fogger. <laughs> you might want to take some time this weekend to make some stories up. I don't know. We'd pretend it was Earl Grey. We were crazy. Not that chamomile stuff. That was for the little kids. I used to pretend the caffeine-free poke had caffeine in it. It was herbal. I didn't tell anybody. Boy, that was nuts. I hate you guys. We used to get 7-Up and pretend it was Sprite. <laughs> 149 DGS, happy Friday to you. <clears throat> Whenever I laugh, I blow my voice out. <laughs> it's a weird ailment. Um, so what's the deal with Halloween uh, parties at school? Okay, so I saw this in the New York Post, and they were saying that it's, you know, wokeness ran amok, but I don't know about that. But there are plenty of school districts that no longer do Halloween parties at school. Because they don't want certain kids to feel excluded, specifically kids who like can't afford a Halloween costume or their parents won't do it for them or kids who don't celebrate Halloween for religious purposes. So they're just getting rid of Halloween celebrations at a lot of schools out there, hmm. which is kind of a bummer. <clears throat> I mean, I went to Christian school for like most of my life, so it was a non-issue. Yeah. But whenever I was in kindergarten, I went to public school and I remember on Halloween how much fun it was. Everybody yeah. did dress up and then the whole school lined up. Yep. And it was Went like class a big, to class. It, yeah, it was like a big parade. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Like I can I can see it now. Oh, I can still remember. And this will shock no one. Um I remember not thinking it, being certain that I was the focus of everyone's attention. <laughs> like well, sure. every kid there was dressed up and every kid there was like, Hey, look at me. I'm Dracula. But I just knew that, Oh, when I walk in <laughs> and one year we didn't go costume shopping until like the day of Halloween or something. And by the time we got <clears throat> to Kmart, there were two costumes left. 
One was a werewolf with no mask. Oh. And the other was friggin' Casper. So I had to be Casper the wussy ghost. And I was humiliated as we did the Halloween walk around the classes because everyone's like, oh, hey, Casper. You're like, Mom, Dad, people are expecting greatness from me. Yeah, I've, I've got a reputation here. But if you're the werewolf with no mask, you're not even a werewolf. You're yeah. just wearing like an apron with yeah, a you're wearing picture a garbage of a werewolf bag. on yeah. it. Those, those costumes for trash. Oh, terrible. <laughs> just <laughs> Literally awful. Literally the worst. But man, when you got there early and you had your pick of the litter, <laughs> damn, that was so great. <laughs> I still like to go like at the beginning of Halloween season if I'm at Target or something. I'm not going to buy a costume, but I just like to go back and kind of take a gander at what they've got. Hmm. Because it's just nice. It's the kind of thing that the person would say who actually buys a costume as an adult. Well, no, I I don't have like a costume this year or anything. <laughs> <laughs> My back's against the wall right now, and I don't know why. It's <laughs> a weird show for I'm me. Just, I'm just saying, you got awfully defensive there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't have a costume. <laughs> Andrew, no, what was your best and worst costume? Oh, man. Um... Best costume. I don't remember having any good ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Charlie Brown. Yeah, no, literally. I, I remember being like the a Power Ranger one year. I was the blue one, and I, I had just like the worst kind of like plastic mask that like cuts your face. Oh, yeah. You know, those the yeah. sharp plastic oh, yeah. ones. You know. Billy, was he the I, blue one? I couldn't Maybe. stop sticking my tongue through that slit, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. though it would cut it every Permanent time. Permanent scarring. <laughs> I mean, you, like, and not like your face is all sweaty. Oh, Terrible. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember being like Harry Potter one year, and my mom, I, I don't think she really got what Harry Potter was. I had a felt like cape, <laughs> and then it had like a bunch of like glitter and like swirls, like uh, glitter glue swirls that she would have like put on it. And I'm like, this isn't exactly the aesthetic <laughs> of uh, of Mr. Potter, but like, yeah, you know, this, oh, this, that's is, this funny. is probably fine. That's funny. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that my mom and dad would have done too. Uh-huh. Mm. Good times. I, should yeah. find, I still I still have that cape. I should find it. Man, we, for Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, in grade school, we got to go down to the cafeteria and get a special lunch, you know, turkey and gravy, stuff like that. And it came with an ice cream, you know, like in the shape of a Christmas tree or a, or a, or a turkey. And, and it was, I was under so much pressure because then you'd take it back to your desk and eat, which was really special, but you had to get back there so fast because the ice cream would melt. Mm-hmm. They give it to you in real time, say to eat the other stuff too? Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it amazing just how uh, simple the times were? Just eating at your desk was like the mm-hmm. coolest thing ever. My dad would go to union meetings. I didn't know what a union was. I had no idea. I just knew union meeting meant dad wasn't there, which meant it wasn't quite as anxious because, you know, <laughs> 70s dad, right? Yeah. And when he was gone, we would have banquet uh, frozen dinners. And I think if my mom's listening right now, she's probably pissed because she cooked. My mom was a mom. She cooked every meal from scratch. She baked every single day. And all I wanted was banquet fried chicken <laughs> with chocolate pudding. And I wanted like hostess ho-hos and ding-dongs. And she was like, I made you chocolate chip cookies from scratch and a cherry pie. I'm like, yeah, brother just wants a chocodile, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but you got to live out your banquet dreams when dad was away, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. TV remember how trays? hot those desserts would get for the old school TV trays in the tin things? 
Right. Mm-hmm. Like the little, like, there's the one, the little, little Apple camera. Yeah. Oh my God. It never cooled. <laughs> Ever. It, like the one yeah. I had, last one I had is probably still hot. You know what I wanted and I never got was the Jiffy Pop, where you would, uh, I think the commercial was like they'd stick this popcorn thing yeah. in, in a fireplace. Oh. And it would pop up like the great gazoo's head. Yeah. And then you split it and it'd just go everywhere. Yeah. Mm. We did those on the stove. Not that great. No, no, it's. I wasn't really missing out. No, I mean, it looked cool in the commercials, and when it came out, it never looked that good. It was usually burnt. Here's another one. My mom's not going to talk to me for a couple of days, but it's, <laughs> whatever. I loved my childhood. Uh, I would want to have a bonfire and and toast marshmallows, and we had a gas stove, and they oh, would just yeah. pull a chair up to it and put a marshmallow on a fork yep. and go, like, here, go crazy. Oh, at the top, on the top. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. They're like, he's high from the fogger. The <laughs> gas isn't going to The gas isn't going to bother It'll be him. all right. <laughs> we did that, too, with the marshmallow and the fork, though. Doesn't seem safe. But no, it doesn't, but yeah. forks it all turned out all right. Get hot, <laughs> <up>. right? <laughs> pretty, good, pretty good conductors yeah, I mean, of heat. From- Dave's eyes are all pupil, and he's like, we're camping. Yeah, I could have fallen right into that. Were they at least those long, like, grilling forks with the wood handle no, on the end? God, no. no. <laughs> we use those to eat. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 